0: Welcome to G2 Fight Club. Um, No, not really. Uh, The first rule of G2 Conflict Club is don't talk about G2. No, we won't do that. Um, Hopefully, uh, this Sunday uh, will be helpful. Um, The plan is, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, this uh, passage, which feel free to find this passage, uh, if you like, on any book or device that you might have with you. And So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to have a panel where we talk, Uh, four of us are going to have a little conversation uh, about conflict and how that looks in our life, Um, and uh, and then we'll get you discussing as well what that looks like for you. Um, Now this passage in Song of Solomon, Song of Songs, um, is a bit of a crazy one. Um, and so, if, like I say, feel free to read it. So, what I haven't got time to do today, but would quite like it, I haven't got time today to do a full-on preach on just on this passage. It kind of needs it in order to do it full justice, but we just don't have uh, the time to do that today. Um, so, I'll just give you a little summary, if that's okay, of what happens here. Um, and um, so basically, in, there are two chapters in this small book in the Bible, Song of Songs. Two of them are devoted to an argument. So, and it's all about relationships. The whole thing is about relationships and how, the, how humans interact together, particularly uh, this couple uh, in this book. But it has lessons for all sorts of relationships and friendships. Um, and in this particular passage, basically, he's been out having a party, and he comes home, and she is uh, in bed, and is asleep, and is in her nighty. and so then he's rat-a-tat-tatting on the door, saying, "Let me in, let me in." Presumably, she, he's locked out. Like, so we don't really know the the complete dynamic of all of their ins and ins and outs and goings and relationship um, happenings. But what we do know is he's locked out now. I, I don't really get locked out of our house, but if I was locked out, I'd imagine there may have been some conflict that had would led to it, okay? So it could be that I'd forgotten my key. Anyway, he's uh, he's locked out, and he says, let me in, let me in, let me in. And she won't let him in, because she's like, I've totally gone to bed. That's completely annoying. It's more annoying stuff. I've absolutely gone to bed, and this is not going to happen. He persists. He keeps knocking. He keeps going. Um, and... Uh, they do lots of this lovey-dovey flowery language that happens as well as they speak to each other and he's then uh as he persists eventually her heart changes she's like oh hang on a bit she's she's a little bit aroused i think she's like oh you slightly won me over so i might so she goes and opens the door and he's gone she's annoyed then you've got this really bit weird bit where she goes into town, and also, but she sort of runs into town in her nighty, and then the night watchmen get hold of her, and it goes a little bit crazy. Feel free to read it. There's reasons why all this happens. We haven't got time to go into it. Just take it as intrigue. Read up on it. So um, then finally they are reconciled, uh, and so it is on conflict, disagreements, relationships, and how does this happen. Um, Hannah and I argue uh, not that often Um, But when we do argue, it can be impressive. Um, We had a difficult week recently. We've been having a a bathroom redone, and we've done Morgan's bedroom uh, as well. And uh, during this, there was some difficult conflict that had to go on because the Tyler, who was one of my friends, uh, is one of my friends, um, did it really badly. Uh, So that was difficult. So I've had to have some really difficult conflict and difficult conversations with him uh, and played golf with him yesterday and we're all good. But it's not been easy at all. Um, Anyway, this happened and it also led to a very stressful event, which was uh, because he had, not quite sure why, put some tile adhesive down our drain our toilet backed up and overflowed and so there was sort of poo water all over the carpets and stuff like this and I was away on work for three days whilst this happened. And, and as you can imagine, Hannah just took it in a stride. It wasn't a problem at all. So when I got home, um, things were... <laughs> she locked me out, yeah. When I got... <laughs> I was locked out. So I banged on the door um, and um, but, but eventually um, things... It took its toll and we had a, a huge argument. I mean, like a massive, impressive argument. Um, and it was about curtain rail. And and I know you're thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see why. Curtain rails are so, like, inducive of huge arguments. Um, but that's just the way it goes, isn't it? Sometimes you just have an argument about something. Silly. So we argued about that. It probably took about 24 hours, I think, to kind of do its full circle. Um, And it took time as well after that to heal. Uh, It's not easy, is it? But we we have worked through it. Um, That's something I think in our marriage we do. We do difficult conversations. We do actually see a process through like that. Uh, In our early marriage, we had friends who used to, they used to say to each other, we need to have a Luke and Hannah chat, um, because that was how they could like deal with it, because we would talk about difficult stuff. and one of the phrases that i've i've found uh, helpful uh, in a in an argument um don't always do it at the time but certainly to say to myself when i'm angry or if i'm in an argument to be able to say i am responsible for and then complete that sentence um you know if you're thinking i'm just so annoyed about whatever's just happened i try and say to myself i am responsible for how I respond to this situation, or being kind, or going first to show Hannah love, or something like that. Um, so that maybe helps. Um, I don't know what you're like. I don't know whether you argue much. We're gonna have chance to discuss that uh, a little bit. Feel free to share what you feel able to when we get to that. Um, At work, we do a fair amount of conflict as well at Fusion. And and we've picked up this thing uh, from a guy called Patrick Lencioni called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. It's basically a book on if a team is going to go wrong, it'll be one of these five things that happens. Uh, And sorry about the blue and red. I think probably some people won't be able to see that. Um, But absence and trust and fear fear of conflict are right at the bottom, underpinning why a lot of teams don't function well. Um, and particularly that fear of conflict thing, and I think particularly in England, in in, a, in our sort of English culture, that is even more true than it is in other cultures. It's it wasn't very Victorian, was it, to 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 have conflict and to face things off, and it is it is more acceptable in other cultures. Um, so we need to do that intentionally and do it and do it well. And we found at work that it's useful to have identified the value of dealing with conflict and doing so well, and if you've already identified this is a good thing in our workspace, and we've identified that when we're not having an argument about anything, and we've identified as a whole team and everyone's got buy-in to that idea, then it's much easier to be able to say, you know how we identified it? it was good to do conflict, I probably need to have a difficult conversation with you if that's okay need to be, and I, so I would do that with my boss and also with people I manage. But also, I've facilitated that between two people at work on more than a few occasions, uh, so that they can have a conversation that they need to do properly, but do it with maybe a bit of mediation. Um, and uh, Jesus did conflict as well, didn't he? This is also why we want to look at this because uh, the uh, Jesus said that people will know you are my disciples by how you love each other. In other words, by your relationships, by how you do church and family and friendships. Because of how you do that, that's how other people will know that you are my disciples. So, uh, it's important that we figure out how to do relationships well, because the, the enemy, the devil, or whatever form you want to describe him as, uh, the force of evil, will want to destroy that. He will want to re- relationships to go badly. And so that's why we're looking at how to do them well. Um, so Jesus uh, is sometimes perceived as meek and mild and sometimes perceived as super angry. I think there's a picture of uh, Jesus being super angry. Um, and, and, and a lot of people would think, ah, when he did conflict, turning over the tables, he flipped them over, he got super cross He starts cracking whips, doesn't he, in another version, and driving people out of the temple. That's full on. And basically, the rest of his life, he was a super hippie, chilled out kind of guy. Well, that's not quite, I don't think, the case for how Jesus was. Um, I think there's a a story of Jesus meeting a a woman at the well. Uh, You might know that story, and in that story, uh, he does some level of conflict. He's, he has an awkward conversation with her, a difficult conversation. Whilst also having phenomenal life-giving conversation, he also names the fact that she is living with uh, somebody who's not her husband and she has other men on the side as well. That's a difficult thing to do, but he does it sensitively. Then the disciples are arguing about who's the greatest. And Jesus doesn't just let that slide. He deals with that issue and talks about it with them. Um. He uh, absolutely gives the Pharisees a whooping on a number of occasions. Luke 11 is a really enjoyable passage um, where he keeps going, woe to you Pharisees because of this. Woe to you. Uh, he even says, you, uh, you guys uh, are like gravestones that people will just walk all over. No one's going to remember you. I mean, he's full on how he, what he says to these guys, and he just gives them this tirade. And then uh, one of the Pharisees says, um, f- Rabbi, while you are saying this, um, you are insulting us. And Jesus, I just love to imagine him being like, woe to you, and then he continues. So the the, the tirade just continues straight on after that. It's like, all right, thanks, I'm, I'm upsetting you. I do apologize. Right, so then, so there's a bit of conflict there. He tells Peter that he will deny him. He tells him, get behind me, Satan. That's a pretty bold thing to say. Um, he has conflict with the enemy when he is in the desert being tempted um, yes, he turns the table over. He also has conflict with those judgmental people while the woman is caught in adultery, uh, and he has conflict in that sense, but it's pretty uh, different, isn't it, to how they're dealing with their conflict issue. Um, he has conflict with God, in a way, with the Father, where he is saying, if you could take this cup away from me, kind of. that's kind of conflict, isn't it? It's a, it's a difficult conversation to have, Um, And then straight away has conflict with his disciples saying, couldn't you even stay awake in my hour of need? You couldn't even stay awake when I needed you most. He does the difficult conversations and he, Jesus follows in this narrative throughout scripture. Um, of people who have had conflict with God as well. Abraham argues with God, saying that there is hope still in humanity. Jonah argues with God, saying how irritating it is that God is definitely going to have mercy on the Ninevites uh, whilst he's in a whale. Uh, Moses argues with God, saying surely he isn't the right guy. Jacob fights and wrestles with God until he is finally wounded by God. Conflict definitely happens Um, in the Bible. So it's good for us to look at it. Um, But basically, our our start point is that forgiveness uh, is the key often, isn't it, in breakthrough in relationships, in these difficult conversations that we have, um, having perspective on the fact that, first of all, God has reached out to us in the person of Jesus. We forgive because we have been forgiven. We're kind to others because we have been extended enormous kindness. We don't force ourselves on other people because we have not been forced upon. There's an interesting thing to draw out, by the way, which I'd love to go in more into more, but the fact that this guy in Song of Songs is knocking on the door and then he does, and he doesn't force his way in. That is pointing towards Jesus, who says, "I stand at the door and knock, um, and wait for the door to be open to me. I'm not going to force myself into somebody." Jesus is saying, "I'm, I'm willing, I'm wanting to save those who need it, but I'm not going to force that upon someone." And Jesus is mirrored by this guy in the story. And so often is that's the case, isn't it? The church is the bride, and. And Jesus is the bridegroom. So there's that going on there as well. So because he is like that, we are too. We're patient because God has been patient with us. So that's a bit of an an opener as to why we're looking at conflict uh, and why we're looking at this passage in particular. I hope you have fun reading the rest of that passage um, later. But right now, can you welcome up Andy and Emma Stoneham and Jamie Wynne? So if you're sitting on on the edge one, right, just watch the edge there because I just can see someone falling off. Whoever's going to be on that chair, it's right near the edge, isn't it? Thanks. (laughs) Uh, So you've got a microphone down there. You've got one between three. I hope that's all right. Uh, I don't mean that to be selfish. It's just easier to interview people uh, if I have a microphone. So um, now, by the way, this is Jamie Wynn, and your surname is spelled... Differently to that, right? But that's how, it, like, like winning a game. How do you spell your surname?
1: Uh, it's spelled N G U Y E N, but the first five letters are silent. There's <laughs> an invisible W and an invisible I. So you do have, and then you say the N at the end.
0: So you do have patience for people who didn't quite know to ignore the first five.
1: Oh okay. yeah, plenty of patience. Yeah, I've, I've okay. had, I've had Nuguri and That's the most common one. I had Nuguri. Nugget once, which is a bit odd. Jamie Nugget. <laughs> but there okay,
0: you go. so. Uh, And Jamie, uh, just tell us a bit about what life looks like for you at the moment, just really briefly so we can get an idea, yeah? (laughs) Uh,
1: Kind of a long story. I was a doctor. I had a calling to move on to something else. I went into senior management at a tech company, and now I've had another calling to go and do something else. So I'm on a little mini sabbatical, and next is probably the charity world, but yeah figuring things out still
0: okay, so and we 're going to get you talking a little bit about work and a bit about family uh, and you 're uh, single at the moment, right?
1: Yes, thanks for pointing that
0: out <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just at the moment, so we 're all friends <laughs> um, you guys are not single, just tell us a bit about what life looks like for you guys
2: yeah li- life 's good life 's busy hectic we 're plugged into our local community um, the this weekend interestingly's been the first weekend where we haven 't had. Some kind of sporting something uh, on a Saturday and on a Sunday, so we 've actually as a family actually stopped this weekend which which is like hasn't happened in about eighteen wow. months so so yeah, family life um,
0: and yeah add add to that just well, this is Andy and Emma Stoneham for those of you who didn't already clock that um do all of we pronounce all of the letters of your Surname just che- just thought about check ham. that
3: pebble pig rock bacon, bacon. Uh,
0: so <laughs> um, what does conflict conflict is different for all of us in, in both in marriage but also school you guys teach and work in a school um, so we'll get you talking a bit about that but um, what what is it like for you we, we've done the thing of the uh, hedgehog or the rhino but what are you like because there's sometimes everybody's different aren't they Pe- people some people like conflict some people don't. Some people are from the north. Some people are from the south. So, let's
3: yeah. So I'm from the north, and Andy's from the south. So, um, yeah, we have we'll have conflict as a couple, but also we've got children, um, and they might have conflict between each other. And um, so, yeah, I'm sure we come across lots of conflict um, in our family.
0: And what is it? Do you think there's a difference with the southern thing, Jamie? Can I get? Do you think it is different? Do, do northern people are they more abrupt?
1: Uh... I don't want to offend anyone up there. <laughs> So that'll be a yes. <laughs> Thanks then. for welcoming me to, the, to York. Uh, but no, uh, I'm definitely... We, we were talking about this um, last week, weren't we? This kind of north-south divide. And uh, I'm very much of the southern approach of avoid conflict, uh, very much the hedgehog. and Okay, yeah. 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 And At all costs. Spiky hair to go with it as well. Um,
0: <laughs> but sometimes you have done the... Uh, the conflict thing and you've done it really well. Why don't we start there talking about when, because we, we'll we'll try and give some honest conversation things about when we've not done it well. But w- what about when you think oh, I have done this well? Um,
1: do you want to start, start us off with that? Sure. I guess when, when I first came into management a few years ago, it was kind of a trial by fire. One of the first things I had to do was was deal with this kind of bad blood that I had with uh, a colleague who had applied for the same job that I I stepped into. He didn't get it, I did. Uh, At the time, I didn't realize there was a problem, but looking back, he'd kind of disappeared on abrupt leave for about two weeks and just afterwards, and it wasn't really a coincidence. So it kind of became a bit of a thorn in my side for a while. Mm. Bad attitude, wasn't really doing what I was telling him to do, uh, was... Kind of talking back at me was undermining my authority and the team, and it was quite an emotional toil. I kind of struggled to leave things at the door, and when I get back home from work, and it was yeah you know, really getting me down. But I thought, you know, there was there was an easy way out. There was so many so much ammunition for me to kind of say, well, I've got to let this guy go. Uh, but I didn't really want to take the easy way out. It didn't really feel right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not I'm not the kind of guy that just tows the company line. I. I do what I think is right, and I think sometimes when you're a manager, you're kind of very much a teacher. And you know, it's the bright kids—they don't need your help really. You, you might need to push them, but it's the the ones that are struggling in some way, have got bad attitude. You really need to work with them. So I kind of—it was a long journey, about a year and a half or two years before finally was able to get through to this guy. And a lot of patience and a lot of kind of having one-to-ones. And I think eventually, he kind of felt that I was on his side that I was trying to work things through in a respectful and um, that I was really fighting his corner. And it wasn't just about this mm. bad blood between us. Yeah. And with a lot of patience and a lot of difficult conversations and a lot of prayer, eventually managed to get through to him. And it was so rewarding. I mean, it was such an emotional struggle. And there was at times when I was just thinking, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give up. This is, this is too much. But eventually got through and he became kind of my right-hand guy. Well, he really stepped up and full uh, transformation, yeah, absolutely. And he became the, the guy leading the team now, so Brilliant. yeah, amazing.
0: That is a great story. And uh, so Andy, do you want to tell us a little bit about
2: football club because that
0: there's a few guys there, yeah, yeah, bit, so a bit um, of conflict there, probably uh, in northern there mainly, yeah,
2: yeah, a lot, lots. Um, so so I, I'm fortunate to, to lead Noah's age group, uh, under nines. Um, and there's probably about 36 kids, but we're, we're blessed with having had a lot of uh, help. So there's about 10 dads actually that are coming are involved, which uh, has been brilliant from from the start almost. Um, and uh, a part of the the reason why uh, I got involved was was to build those relationships with with the dads and and having that connection. Um, in terms of Christianity, so they they all call me Jesus in in our, our little group, uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of take, You know, I've, I was on a, meant to be helping out today, so I said, I said I can't I can't help with somebody moving house because I'm I'm talking at church. Oh, oh, church is it? Church getting in the way? There's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of banter that goes on, um, but one one of the one particular um, member of the group who has been there right from the very beginning um, has, has had a. A colourful life, let's say, um, has had some time uh, at Her Majesty's pleasure, um, as, as a, is a very much a reformed character, but um is as is as real as it gets. Uh, and so some of his his language and all the rest of it is it, it we we manage it with it within within our group. Um but over time he got to the point where his um his kind of way of interacting with me was so banterful uh that it was just too much. You know, I, I, can, I can manage it to a certain extent. But it, it almost sort of shut me down to the point where I would um, avoid um, situations where I might be with him or, or just responding to him or how, how that was going to work. Um, and I just had to be really prayerful about, uh, you know, I didn't want to uh, create a situation where he felt like he was going to be rejected, um, but also wanted to to enable the group of dads that were together uh, to, to both support him and me. But it took, it took a good year for the point, to the point where, uh, in the end, uh, prayerfully, I just sort of uh, let it uh, run its course, uh, and the rest of the dads, they all stepped up and, uh, and sort of said, look, you know, ultimately, what, what's happening here, it, it's not right. Uh, and he he really took that from the group because um, his whole life has been about fitting into a group, and uh, and he took that, and and then he then approached me um, and was was really surprised, had no idea that his level of sort of I, I would call it abuse, he really just thought of it as banter, um, was really affecting me, mm. uh, and that really that really hit him. So he he sent me a text um, when we'd had a particularly bad result. You know, not that I'm competitive. Uh, about football matches at all. That's not the reason why I do it. Um, but uh, but we had lost, uh, and actually the team that he manages, they'd won on that that occasion. Um, so he sent me his text. He said, "Let's not lose sight of what our football teams have done for our community. Obviously, winning uh, is the aim, but it can't always happen like that. The kids are all happy, and we as coaches are uh, friends with each other. And otherwise, we might not have." Um, you know had that middle class teachers mixing with ex cons it's uh, the defeats you take the most from uh, and come back stronger we're not a one off club where winning's everything we're a lot, lot bigger than that um it's what makes us such an excellent group and such good friends that's from him yeah amazing
0: that's brilliant and so you, so your patience i guess throughout that and you've allowed him to have conflict with you and then him to be uh, the one who approached you as well so that's, thank you for sharing that. And and then, so that leads us on as well. Emma, would you mind sharing a bit about the family there? Because you've, you've said uh, a bit, Andy, there about Noah's football and things and how f- conflict affects family. So what does it look like in family?
3: Okay, so um, Andy and I both rhinos, a bit like Hannah and Luke. And um, we felt when the kids were little and growing up that we were quite strong with them. And um, good parenting, you can feel, looks like... Uh, the children obey you, and you say you say no, and they stop. And um, we've sort of been challenged with that more recently as our children are getting older, and um, we felt really convicted that we wanted our children to argue back um, and sort of empower them to be strong uh, in situations and how to do that well. So it's probably, there's probably more fireworks than there were, um, but no doesn't mean no. Anymore, and so we're learning how to do conflict well, but how the children can actually answer back and disagree, and that we can argue well. So it's a bit noisier.
0: <laughs> and so, let's get you guys chatting what conflict looks like for you, uh, and when have you felt that conflict has gone well? So, some kind of whatever you don't feel free, don't feel forced to share something that you don't want to, but when has conflict? Uh, resolved well. When have you done something you thought that was good and how we've done that? Go for it. Now we're also gonna uh, talk about when conflict is hard to resolve, when it's difficult to resolve. We'll start uh, if it's okay with you Jamie and then we'll get you guys chatting um, again. So uh, tell us a little bit Jamie about when it's not always so easy to resolve conflict.
1: Well, I'll, the story kind of starts a little while ago when I first was thinking about leaving medicine. Obviously, that's a pretty pretty big deal. Uh, I prayed about it for a, a couple of years and was really making my plans, trying to. And just out. to set the scene a bit more, your parents are yes, both my parents are doctors. My th- younger sister is a doctor. There are eight doctors in my extended family. Right. Uh, there's so no pressure. so leaving <laughs> after five years. Five years. Leaving uh, six years. Six years. Yeah. yeah. Disi- and, and then working two years as a doctor. as Yeah, well. B- big decision. Big, I've a got very big. Th- yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the scene. Yeah, that's the scene. And uh, the first time I had a conversation with my parents, I was thinking, oh, this is going to go horribly, horribly wrong. But to my surprise, it was. It went pretty well. My parents were kind of supportive, and they knew I had a plan, and it was all uh, thought about and prayed about. So they th- they thought, okay, um, we're going to support you in this in this journey. Uh, the same thing didn't quite happen when I was leaving the job that I left in December, which was uh, which was in this tech company. Same sort of deal, had a calling that I felt it was time to move on, uh, and prayed about it. Thought, okay, I'm gonna have another conversation with my parents, and I thought, well, I left medicine. How, how bad could this possibly go, right? Uh, <laughs> how little did I know at the time? <laughs> uh, so it was, I, I think, at, when, I, when I broke it to my parents, it was, I was maybe looking more for support this time uh, because it was a bit more scary than before. I think there was a much firmer plan when I was leaving medicine, and this time, it was very much, I'm not quite sure what I'm gonna do next. Mm. And I was maybe looking for a bit of support, and my mum, I think, well, as parents do, they, they want to make you feel, they want to feel like you've got job security, that you've got financial security, that you've got a good future, et cetera. So when she heard I was going to be leaving this job, it was maybe a bit scary. And so she became very, kind of went on the offensive, and I went very defensive, didn't handle it very well. And it was, it wasn't explosive, but it didn't really go to plan. And I think the conversation just kind of died out. Yeah. yeah, So
0: it didn't really resolve?
1: No, not really. We just sort of went separately. It got kind of emotional, and I think both of us figured out that it wasn't really, you know, constructive to carry on speaking, and I sort of, yeah, we both sort of left the conversation and didn't really return to it even now. <laughs> <laughs> when we were planning this and chatting this through,
0: uh, all of us really at different points were like, ah, oh, I need to resolve this thing, or <laughs> it's kind of like a group therapy, wasn't it? It was um, very much. Luke th- Smith therapy. So... <laughs> so uh, then, and, uh, So that's interesting because how you've been at work and how you have been in family isn't maybe different. And that, I don't know whether that's true for some of you as well, thinking through how do I deal with conflict in a work setting and versus with a parent who is always there and who I used to be a child to, like a small, you know, looking up to, maybe now sometimes look straight and maybe have to look down <laughs> sometimes and parent them. How you do conflict there is like an ever-changing thing, isn't it? So yeah. It,
1: it, after our therapy session last week, <laughs> it, I came to this realization that I was doing all of these really good techniques at work, confronting conflict head-on, not being worried about having difficult conversations before it kind of you know, becomes a bigger problem, uh, thinking about the other person and really trying to be very empathetic, taking a pause and making sure I don't react. And I th- I was thinking to myself this week, I don't do any of those things in my personal <laughs> life. What an idiot. So, uh, Yeah. The therapy session result is I need to just apply all these techniques in my personal life. Job done. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's good. Right, let's get you chatting. Um, so next question uh, to look at. It. Have we got, yeah, Han? Uh, next question is, um, have you had conflict that was hard to resolve? So do you want to spend a moment? Why don't you chat in twos and threes? Because sometimes when we're chatting a whole table, it's difficult for everyone to chat, isn't it? So let's go for twos and threes for this one. But let's talk a little bit about what causes conflict. Andy, you've got a story for us on this. What kicks off conflict? It's going to be different for different people, isn't it? But what does it look like for you? What causes conflict?
2: Yeah, So um, I don't know what it's like in your, your family and, and uh, how things work out between you and your friends, but um, expectation um, can cause conflict uh, amongst our family, uh, particularly can create a I'm going to be completely bold and honest and a very much an overreaction. From from myself, um, where I might ha- have a very clear defined expectation on wh- how I think something's going to go, it doesn't go that way, uh, and so then in, in in our household it's called the bear. The bear comes out. The bear is um, you, just to be the clear. Bear, isn't the bear. The bear is me. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and the, and the raised voice and, and the overreaction happens. Well, um, so picture if you will, uh, me working. Uh, most of the most of the day to do to do with schoolwork, getting stuff done uh, at home, sat laptop, um, marking you know ridiculous amounts of books or whatever, uh, and and I get a text so so uh, lovely wife is out with daughter at the Pig and Pastry if you're familiar with with that lovely establishment, um, and uh, and the question was uh, you know in you know, in case with what would you like me to bring back, um, and a picture actually of the of the variety of treats that could have come back.
0: So this has started as a very thoughtful. Very
2: thoughtful gesture. Um, and, and often, sometimes, these things can unravel in a way that you, you just don't expect. Uh, and this is definitely one of those cases. So um, I'm there, uh, imagining a hot coffee. I, I went and put the, the kettle on. I'm thoughtful thinking, right, I, I really want a, a chocolate muffin. They're enormous from the, the pig and pastry. Uh, and one of their rocky roads, which I could see in the picture. So in my mind's eye, I'd already built this up. That's
0: just quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: I'd I'd built built this up. So it's myself and Noah that we're going to receive. Of course, Noah's playing uh, and video games isn't interested at all. um, But I'd I'd built this occasion up. So i text back as quickly as I could. um, But obviously, texts don't always go through as quickly as you expect them to. Uh, And the scenario of the queue at uh, Pig and & Pastry and, and Who's Next and ordering didn't quite happen in the order of my text coming through. So there's me expecting uh, uh, an enormous, beautiful chocolate muffin and rocky road. Uh, the door goes, oh, the, the kettle's <laughs> done, the, 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 ch- now. the coffee's ready, um, and, and this sort of brown paper bag with delights uh, arrives on the table. I pull out the plate, and it's a fruit-covered custard tart. Oh! <laughs> and a custard donut.
0: <laughs> what could be worse? Wow!
2: Just well, you, it, basically so what, that, was, so that was that w- was divorce. There was yeah. there, well, there was so what grounds happened? for divorce in 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 our house, and it was the bear uh, erupted, um, came out of its cave. Um, really. The beast from the east. Very much arrived. Um, and as already has been described, that, you know, we empower Eve to uh, express herself. And she very much was like, what on earth are you doing, Dad? <laughs> um, to, you know, I, we, we do have an explosion and then it sort of comes down and then I can be reflective and I re- very, realized very quickly how much of an idiot I was behaving. But it felt very, very important. Attention to detail and communication can be the source of these problems.
0: So a clear expectation, not always attached to, but sometimes including donuts and cakes, could be any expectation often is uh, leading to something like a conflict, isn't it? There's that great phrase, any expectation is a resentment waiting to happen. So uh, I wonder what that looks like for you. What causes conflict in your life? Uh, Have a couple of minutes to discuss that. Go for it. So our final thing to just look at today is uh, how to prevent um, conflict from escalating, how to stop some of these things from escalating. Um, uh, The bear has had to just pop out because Noah's not feeling very well. So Emma, tell us a little bit uh, about how you guys as a family might prevent this and and does does conflict happen much? Okay.
3: So when we were around at Luke and Hannah's planning this last Sunday, we were sort of... um, thinking that actually when we first got married and they say don't you like two stones but then over time you become pebbles and you rub the sharp edges off each other and we felt like the amount of conflict in our family had become a lot less so initially we couldn't really think of lots of stories we were like "Mm, conflict I feel like we've put things in place um so then Luke sort of highlighted well that's actually a really important part of conflict Although, my I add, having had no conflict, the whole week has been full of conflict. So I text Luke and blamed him entirely for my week. <laughs>
0: yes, I'm happy to take that. <laughs>
3: um, and actually, like holidays were always a really big point of p- conflict, but we've put in place a family meeting. We always go out for tea before a holiday with our little pads of paper, and we all have our clear roles and our clear jobs. And then um, I can be a bit of a control freak, Um, having to make sure that everybody's got everything they need. um, And I've had to let go. So the children have their list of things that they want to take, like mainly their toys or, you know, things to occupy them. But if they forget it, I've had to learn to say, you forgot it. It was on your list. Um, so these meetings have become a real way for us to avoid conflict because I'd get to the point where I'd have migraines and things, real stress point before we went on holiday because I was trying to pack for everybody and organise everything. So actually putting that in place and having the family meeting at a point where things are spiralling out of control or there's a pressure point is something that we've really learnt to do and has really helped, so...
0: Great. So what about you guys? This is the final little discussion thing to have with the people next to you. Uh, Have you got any tools or techniques or things you do in your family or in your work or with your friends or just in your life that you've picked up that is helpful to preventing conflict from escalating? Go for it.